Hey friends, welcome into our podcast. We're super stoked to bring you Alita's America, which means I became an American citizen and Roddy kind of introduced me. I mean, you didn't introduce me because you already know me. You interviewed me kind of old school style uh, for this podcast. So we're super stoked. So roll that intro. Hey everybody, welcome into the Langford Life podcast. I'm Rodney. And I'm Alita. And this is a podcast about Meeting obstacles in life, overcoming, and some other crazy stuff happening, <laughs> going on. Just crazy stuff. We're two people who are basically uh, inviting you along on a journey of a really unique situation, both um, finding love after loss and merging seven kiddos together. Uh, we're just wanting to kind of answer everyone's questions about how in the world do you manage all this chaos and crazy um, kind of midlife when you least expect it. So this is all going to be a little bit about our journey, our story, and a lot of freaking hilarious stories. Yep. It's not perfect, but it's the length of life. It's the way we go, yo. That's it. Oh my god. <laughs> Put your hand over your heart. I know, I feel like this is like I'm so regal. I'm part of the royal family. Hey. I feel British <laughs> listening to this for some reason. Bite your tongue talking like that during our national anthem. Oh, sorry. Right. I'm not sure of the culture yet. Hey everybody, welcome in to this week's very special <laughs> Langford Life Podcast. The Grateful Daughter is now a daughter of the United States. Nice. Nice yep. play on words. Yep. I like that. Yep. I like she that. Is. So Alita, for everyone who follows her Facebook page, you probably saw some photos of her. But last Friday, we went down into Nashville at the, um, the, federal, mm-hmm. the federal court mm-hmm. building down there. Mm-hmm. And after a long process that she's going to tell us all about, um, <laughs> Alita Suzanne Langford became an official... U.S. citizen, so I'm no longer married to a immigrant foreigner. <laughs> I'm a legit citizen. Yes, you are. Yes, sir. I life, am. Life just seems sweeter. The air smells better. <laughs> Food tastes better now that you're on free soil, right? <laughs> I was on free soil in Canada too. Well, sort of. <clears throat> yeah. Well, okay. So we're just going to do this interview style because I have okay. questions, and I know everyone else has questions. Okay. Well, so. Uh, first of all, um, you're actually a dual citizen. Yes. So you still retain your... Canadian citizenship. Yep. And yes. what went into that decision? Why not just just become American straight up? Because I'm Canadian proud. Canadian Woo-hoo. proud. Um, yeah. So when I first came out here, I went and got my green card. And um, the process was easier to kind of go through the process of getting a green card and then becoming naturalized citizen. So that's the, pro- the process I took. But um, at that time, to be a dual citizen, or you couldn't be a dual citizen when I first moved here 15, 10, 15 years ago. How old was I? 11, 12, 12, 12 years ago. Um, and so um, you had to denounce your citizenship of your home country. And I just couldn't do it. I was like, I just can't. I just can't do it. So this way I'm just really grateful that I get both. <laughs> yeah. But you come from like a great place. I haven't been there yet. No, but we're going. But Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah, around which, about there. Well, I was told was basically 
Hawaii for people who don't like hot weather. Yes. Well, Vancouver Island is like the Canadian version of Hawaii, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Vibrant, beautiful, ocean, coastal. That's where I was at for, you know, that nine-month stint that I was in Canada here recently. A great place to be from. A great place to be from. It awesome. is beautiful. I mean, even the royal family's moving there. That's, I mean, bit yeah. by bit, they're leaving the palace and I saw that. <laughs> moving to the island. And your sister's coffee shop. Got a shout-out on People Magazine. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. So cool. So let me, let's talk about. Drip coffee in an IMO BC. I was under the impression that you had to live in the United States for 10 years before you could even start the process to be a citizen. Is that true? No. That's not true. Wrong. Because there was, what, 26 <laughs> nations represented on yes. Friday. Yes. They do this. Tell not us about. Nations, I think countries. Nations and countries, I think, are the same thing. They are? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're the uh, same geography thing. Geography 101 with the Langford family. <laughs> I'm pretty sure nations and countries are, can use, be interused interchangeably. Okay. Okay. Tell us, about, tell us about Friday. Tell us about, like, they took you in. It was super hot. Just tell so, us. So, well, I'll tell you about the process mm-hmm. to becoming an American citizen. Yes, that sounds so good. So, I got my green card. Uh, so, you need to go through biometrics, which is, like, a fancy word for fingerprints and taking your picture and um, doing that kind of stuff. So it's like more paperwork and, you know, if they ever need to get a hold of you, track it, being able to track you down, <laughs> um, criminal record checks, all that stuff. So I did that first. And, uh, and then when I applied for naturalization, that was January of last year. So it took a full year of just paperwork kind of filing in. Um, and then you go in for an interview where they ask you questions. <laughs> and that went so smooth, right? Yes. So my first one, the girl was so sweet. She's like, don't worry about a thing. You know, I'll just ask these questions. It'll be so easy. Well, I thought it was going to be multiple choice. So I was like, I crush multiple choice. Like, I don't even need to study. And I know enough about America. And then I went in and they were like, what's your Tennessee representative? And I literally made up a name. <laughs> I just popped one out of the air. I was like, well, maybe it's this guy. <laughs> and she goes, no. And she was named the Tennessee, named one of the senators. I said, John <laughs> Smith? <laughs> or John Daly? Or something like I was just making up names. And then she said, what was Martin Luther King's, the movement Martin Luther King did? Now, y'all, I love Martin Luther King. <laughs> Mad respect for the man. <laughs> but I did not know that there was a legitimate title to the movement. The Civil Rights Movement. The Civil movement. Rights yeah. Movement, which I know now. Um, so I said, well, of course, it's I Have a Dream. You know, she busts out laughing. She goes, that, I have never heard that answer in all the years I've worked here, that I Have a Dream is what his the title of his movement was. It was hilarious. Needless to say, I failed the first one. So I went back in for my second one after studying hardcore, hardcore. with my hubby over here. Yep. He is intense. I mean, it was like I had to get 100 out of 100 a lot of times over for him to be satisfied. And it was worth it because I came out smarter mm-hmm. and I came out with more knowledge and I passed my test all um, all right. Um, so you need to get 6 out of 10 right. And... Um, so for anybody who has failed any kind of test and had to take it again, kind of that walk of shame back to the office, I, I feel you, I feel you. And I'm a pretty smart woman, but, uh, just really kind of 
was got egoic about it and really thought I'd pass it. So the second time I was more prepared for what the questions would be and I, and I nailed them. But, uh, she asked me at the end of the interview, it was another lady, just also hilarious. We ended up talking for 20 minutes, I guess, afterwards. Wasn't that about mm-hmm. what we did? Yeah, about 20 minutes. And, um, just about her being single. I'm like, girl, you can find you someone. I told her my whole story. <laughs> She's like, girl, I love you. Um, and so it was hilarious. But of course I was after the exam. She was very professional, mm. but she said, you know, can I ask you a question? She goes, how come you failed the first time? So she said, it. I said, she was, you speak great English. I said, <laughs> I know. I said, well, I got mixed up on a couple of questions and I told her about the Martin Luther King I had to do. She was, she laughed. She was like, I got to write that down. She was, I've never heard that. So it's two people told me they never heard that. And how do they know so, the people that need translators that their translators aren't telling the answers? I, it, yeah, that's a good question. Like, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think they're allowed a translator. They had a translator to do yeah, the Yeah, that's oath. true. That's, that's true. Some of those folks really couldn't speak English. Yeah, that is true. Very hard. That is true. You have to write a sentence in English and you have to read a sentence in English yeah. as part of the exam. So, um, so that was there. And then, um. And then they sent me a letter saying you, you know, have been officially qualified, whatever you are now going to be an American citizen, we will swear you in on such and such date. So we went down there, we traipsed down there at 730 in the AM with all seven kids in our big black FBI van. (laughs) We pile out of that sucker like we're on a mission. Actually, I got up first. Yeah, I dropped you off in the middle of the street because we were running a little bit late. Yes. And And it started at 730 sharp. Yeah, because it's a courtroom proceeding. And so I had to go through security. Of course, there's a little bit of line up there. We go, I go upstairs, and there's, like, the hallway is packed. And I'm like, okay, I guess I just wait out here. Like, what do I do? And I heard someone say, no, only the new citizen is to go in. So I went in. You sit down, and they have you fill out this little form on the back of your paper, and then they um, want your green card. You turn your green card in. And they check you in one by one. There were 60 of us. Mm-hmm. They check you in one by one. And then as soon as you've been checked in into the federal court, you are not allowed to leave the building until the judge dismisses. And it was intense. They're like, if you have to go to the bathroom, you need to go now. Like, you will never be allowed. To. I was like, oh, my gosh, like forever? Like, there's that feeling, that panic. Like, what have I done? <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to be with you. So I was like, I kind of got scared. And so... um, Anyway, they... Um, it was a packed house, too. It was a packed house. So then they called the family and friends in, and it was literally, there was no room. Mm-mm. I mean, it was packed. I had Gage like, in my lap. Yeah. Um, all babies, Dawson was in. Kids were in laps. Nolan's lap. I mean, yeah. we were all stacked on top of each other. And it was really cool, though, because you and the kids were the last ones kind of to come in, and you got the front seat <laughs> in the courthouse. They actually brought them in. They were closer to the judge than I was. And so then um, the judge came in, and I'll tell you something. Smiling... It proved to me made such a big difference. He that judge came in with a smile and an energy about him that just was so welcoming, warm, and very you could just tell he's very intelligent and yeah. that he had made an intelligent decision that this was a very exciting day. Yeah. And I don't know how to explain him, but Well, he was a federal circuit judge, so mm-hmm. the, the one of the, the big judges, like yeah. just one level below Supreme Court is how I understand it. Right. I may be wrong. Uh, Jeff Presley was his name. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that he's used to hearing hard stuff uh-huh. because that was one thing he made it very clear that that was a a treat for him mm-hmm. to do that that proceeding. Mm-hmm. You know that no one's going to be mad at him 
<laughs> Nobody's yeah. going to go to jail at the end of that proceeding. And he, you could tell it was just a joyous occasion for him. And he genuinely was happy to be doing it. Yes. It was really cool. Yeah, exactly. And so we stood up, we repeated an oath, an oath to the country. And then um, we did the Pledge of Allegiance, which they invited everybody in the room to. And then he said, you know, this is the rare occasion that everybody leaves this courtroom happy. Yeah. And he gave this beautiful speech on how everyone has come there. He said 26 nations, countries have, are represented here. And everybody has their own story. And, you know, looking around the room, you could tell that, you know, there was probably some really hard stories there. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Of people who had really traveled hard roads to get where they were. And, you know, for my story, it made me emotional because I thought, who would have ever thought this Canadian girl from Kamloops, CC, you know, would be in Nashville being, you know, becoming a dual citizen, remarried with seven kids, this podcast, yeah. a successful home business, you know, four songs have charted on iTunes. It's like, I just never dreamed that that was possible. I wrote down, I wrote down in my notes that you are truly living the American dream. Yes. I am like proof of it. You're proof of the yes. American dream. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And it's, and it's because... You know, I mean, a few different things, but I think it really made me reflect on the road it took me to get there because I didn't come, I didn't come here for, to, to get married. I came here um, to, to sing and to live the music dream of me. And I had told my parents that I wouldn't stay and I would never get married <laughs> and that never worked out for me, but um, <clears throat> that Tennessee really has become home to me. And even having gone back to Canada for nine months and spending time, I mean, that will always be my you know, yeah. where I was raised and, and all my family is, but, uh, Tennessee is home to me. And so it just felt like, so kind of like, I, it was emotional for me and to him just talk about the stories of people. And, and he said, you know, what you came from and what you've learned and what you're bringing to this country matters that this country is built on diversity and that, you know, what you're bringing here has value even just in your day to day, in your community, you know, he really talked about that. And I think he was really just saying, show up as a good person here, show up as a citizen and, and share your story. Like, don't try to, you know, keep it quiet. Don't try to pretend like it never happened, yeah. but really own it. And I really respected that in such a big, a big way, you know? And, um, I just feel like it was just a really kind of full circle moment for me in that moment. Um, to just to get to do that. It was really cool. It was a moment of reverence. Yeah. And when you can get, you know, a five-year-old, two seven-year-olds, <laughs> an eight-year-old, and a 10-year-old to sit still in an uncomfortable situation, hard, hard courtroom pews that were stacked on top of each other, you know, and they were totally silent engulfed in it yeah yeah they it was they were taking it in and we talked a little bit about in the hallway before we went in about the the moment and mm -hmm. how important it was what it meant to you what it meant to the, our family mm -hmm. you know and just how important it was to be american since we're all we're all born here you know mm -hmm. and what we you know what we take for granted i think it'd be great for every american to, t to witness that you know what mm -hmm. those people in that room have sacrificed mm -hmm. you know and one thing that that stood out to me sounded so weird to my ears but uh, uh, Judge Presley, he, he in part of his uh, oath that everyone had to take is he, he you have to denounce any king, queen, potentate, um, or any type of authority from your other country. And just hearing those words, king, queen, uh -huh. potentate, to an American's ears is yeah. like, ooh, 
You know, <laughs> I can't, so can't even imagine, you know, being under the thumb of somebody, you know, a, like a monarchy, a monarchy or anything like yeah, that. It just like seems so weird. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, going back, one thing I love, absolutely love about you is how you are, um, so confident in your awesomeness. <laughs> and I remember the first time you were taking your tests, you'd posted on Facebook and you uh-huh. said something like, you had a picture of you, your hands on your hips, and you had on your, I think you had your Star Spangled Banner uh, glasses on, and you were like, great day to go become an American, or something <laughs> like that, just willy-nilly, yeah. Yeah. and then I had messaged you later that day, I was like, how did your test go? Yeah. And it was like, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> but it was awesome, though. Yes, yes, it was. And you actually sent me... Um, and we were we were friends at this point, yeah. which is so crazy. Yeah. It was crazy long ago, but uh, you sent me this ABC Rock History <laughs> yeah. video or something hilarious. Yeah, because you told me you didn't you didn't do as mm-hmm. well as you wanted to on uh-huh. the test, and so I sent you the ABC Rock, you know, which um, has helped a lot of children learn civics. Oh, <laughs> okay, <country>. okay, <laughs> that's great. Um, but you know, one thing too in my reflection on looking at my my journey to America and I, however different it would be because Canada's a very peaceful country. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, I don't have a dictator as a leader. It was a very free country. Um, and experience what a lot of those folks there had. But for me, it was like, I remember coming to America, <laughs> coming to America, like there would be no obstacles and really let myself dream like there would be no obstacles mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the start before I was even into personal growth or mindset or anything like that. That was the start of where I'm ended up here. Yeah. And literally I did a post today about just really being, I don't know if you saw it, but it says I'm crazy, joyfully happy in my life right now because it's what I've created. It's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to think because, you know, knowing my, you know, knowing both of our stories, my whole story, but knowing what we've overcome to get to where we are is, is, You'd be like, you wanted all of this, but it's really like the end result, no matter what obstacles came, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't let your challenges limit you. You limit your challenges. So you accept what's happening and you kind of keep moving when you have an end goal in sight. And so having that end goal in sight really helped to propel me forward. I was actually in Canada ready to buy a house in Canada in January when I filed for my um, U.S. citizenship. And so, um, you know, I was visiting there for a while. And so um, just even thinking about that, like just the forethought, I didn't know what was going to happen, but the forethought to know that this might be something I want and, um, and kind of being here where I am now, it's just this really crazy journey yeah. of really friends. Like, don't be afraid to think this is what I would love to have in my life. I would love to have a big family. I would love to have, you know, a podcast one day. I would love to have a platform to share hope and inspiration. It's coming from somewhere. I believe it's coming from God. I believe it's, you know, a purpose in your heart and it's coming from somewhere for you to share and I just feel like that that moment for me becoming an American citizen was just like, yes, like who would have thought I didn't end up here? Who would have thought? Like I just never knew that this would be the life I lead. Yeah. And I'm just so 
grateful. Now, you and I have been talking a lot about getting our, our mental frame, framing things correctly in our mind. Yes. And just coincidentally, as you're talking about that, this is something that I saw today. Just a little meme. It said, what if, what if everything you're going through is preparing you for what you ask for? Oh, my gosh. That's exactly what I was just talking I, about. Literally. That's that crazy. Popped up today. I saved that it. That happens to us all the time. Yeah, it does. That's crazy. It does. But that's I mean, cool. It's like that's kind of your story. Yeah. And it's just so crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. So um, you're, you're, you stand out in a room, <laughs> beautiful sweet. blonde, in a room full of, you know, older folks and just, you know, mm-hmm. a many, many nationalities. And yeah. so I, I know there was Burma and Myanmar mm-hmm. and Iraq and mm-hmm. uh, Cambodia. Cambodia and South Korea and um, UK, UK, Scotland, Scotland just a plethora of nations. But mm-hmm. there were two fellow Canadians in the audience, too. Yes, there was. Yeah, there was. Well, how'd that make you feel knowing you had countrymen? It, it was funny. It, it's like, you know, it's kind of like... Um, you're from the same town, you know, finding out you're from the same town here. Like if you were like, I'm from London, like, what? So am I, you know, or I'm from Nashville. So am I, yeah. uh, it's kind of like that just on a way broader spectrum. Yeah. I mean, the, the girl from Canada, she was behind me in line. And when we got our certificate and came through, she like ran over and gave me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're a complete stranger. We're hugging. We're like, Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. And she was from Toronto. Yes, which so is she's like from Toronto, LA so to New York side. Yeah, the yeah. opposite side of Canada to me, but yeah. um, it was really, it was really sweet. It was, it was precious. So, all right, so let's let me ask you this question, and then we're getting about that time. So, you're a new American citizen. What does America mean to you? America is a place of free speech. I really believe that. I feel like there's no censor on on folks here. I believe that America to me has become home and America is the is truly the land of just dreaming with wild abandon. And if you believe enough, you can do anything. Yeah. The land of opportunity and big dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Where nothing's nothing's impossible. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do you have anything you'd like to add? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think I'm good. I think that's going to do it for us this week. So thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to our podcast. We we are um, having (laughs) – wait, hold on. We're doing in the uh, the show uh, planning right now. No. All right. We're good. All right. So um, thank you for for subscribing. Um, We are – on multiple platforms now, you can check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, which would be tremendous if you do that. Rate us five stars. It helps us promote on there. Uh, Spotify, Overcast, uh, the podcast app, Google Podcasts. We're on all those different platforms. Um, we also um, have uh, our website that's launching. Um, should be in the next imminent launching. And uh, Lita will let everyone know about that on Facebook um, when it does. And then we have our, our email at LangfordLifePodcast at gmail.com. And we welcome any questions, comments. Uh, please send them in. Uh, and we're even working on having a little uh, little reward for everyone who does send in a comment or a question. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Alita has amazing music on iTunes. Grateful Daughter, which I mentioned earlier at the top of the at the top of the podcast, is uh, was number four on iTunes back in two thousand and Eight, 17, 16, 
2017, Grateful Sorry. Daughter, and it is an amazing song. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. She's done it on Sunday Night Singing um, several times. But um, anyways, it's wonderful. Check it out. Check out. It's under Alita, A-L-I-T-A, on iTunes. And be sure to, um, if you haven't already, join Alita's Facebook page. And she does her Sunday night singings, usually somewhere between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Sunday nights. And it is a awesome, awesome time. So with that, do you have anything else, honey? No, sir. All right. Thank you, guys, and have a great week. Long live America.